The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. about dads as we head into uh, Father's Day weekend. If there is a song that reminds you of your pops, let us know at 6.30, We have a list of them to play, but uh, we can play some of yours as well. Hey, look who it is. It's Morley Scott uh, up and around after a marathon session on radio last night. Uh, Morley, what a game. Have you ever seen anything quite like that delay-wise? Never. Never (laughs) seen anything like it. Uh, uh, there's been a couple of times in, in recent memory where there's been a delay and a long one, but never two delays in one game, never stretching that long. Second longest game ever, uh, but it, with a twist because the, the everyone says it's the second longest, but the longest stretched over two days. Everybody got to go home and get a good night's sleep, have a meal, right. you know, get get rested. It's we the just, longest continuous yeah. game because the other yeah, one was a great cup, going, right? Yeah, yeah there what, was two uh, days. Yeah. It, it started at uh, 7.30 uh, local time, about 7.35, I think they kicked off local time, and they finished at 1.17 a.m. Wow. Uh, the delay was about three hours in two separate, about 90-minute breaks. So uh, it was uh, it was a long, long night. What time did you get to bed, Morley? Uh, I got, uh, we got back to the hotel. We signed off the air at 2 o'clock, and by the time we got back to the hotel, it was probably around 3 o'clock, and uh, I was probably asleep before 4. Huh. So it was, uh, it, was a, it was a tough night. So your morning walk fun, didn't happen? It was fun, though, right? It's, it's one of those nights where, uh, you know, as you're going through it, you're struggling to get things in place and to figure out what you're going to do next and how you're going to kill the next hour. Uh, but... You know, when you look back on it, it's uh, that's pretty cool. I had a, it's a pretty good night. It, well, yeah, in hindsight, it would be pretty cool. For a long time, yeah. But you know what, Morley? And I know everyone, anyone who speaks into a microphone right. for a living, regardless of in what capacity, whether it's on television, radio, or on a live stage, knows that horrible, horrible feeling of of looking down at your watch and thinking, "Well, I've got X How amount of longer? minutes to cover." And I. I I did have a sinking feeling at one point last night, and that was, uh, I'm not sure what time it was. Uh, it was around, it was during the second delay, and I think it was around uh, 20 after 10 or so, and it was just after the second delay had started, and we saw a tweet from, I think it was from the Blue Bombers or from the CFL that said they hope to get the players back on the field at 11.30. Yeah. And this is 20 after 10. Oh, yeah. Thinking, oh my goodness. And remember, that means getting them back on the field means getting them out there to warm up so they're not running out of the dressing room and kicking the ball. Yeah, it's another 10 or 15 minutes after that. And this is after we had just gone through an hour and a half delay and, you know, used all our quote-unquote good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So so let our listeners peek behind the curtain a little bit. You, You don't know how long the delay is going to be. What resources do you have at your disposal? How did you cover the time? And how did CJOB, our sister station, Winnipeg, help you? Like, what? how did it come together? Well, I'll tell you a few of the things. It started because you don't know how long it's going to be, right? So at the start of it, we're just talking. We're talking about the situation, and we're still talking about the game uh, because uh, both times when the delay happened, it was there was an important part of the game. The first time was after Mike Riley had just made that great run for a first mm-hmm. down, and the Eskimos were moving the ball a little bit. The second delay came just after a Winnipeg touchdown. So uh, we still had you know the game-related topics to talk about, and then 
as it drags on, you start to think, okay, we got to do something different here, right? We we got some weather updates, and and uh, then all of a sudden, uh, Ed Tate, who uh, works for the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, came into our booth and said, "Do you need some help? Uh, I can send Wade Miller over if you want." And I said, "That would be fantastic." Wade Miller, president of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who who initiated that, who said, "Hey, if they need something, let us know," which nice. I think is just that's fantastic classy for the Bombers to do that yeah. because realizing that hey, we're on the air, right, and we have to fill that time. So Wade Miller came over, and he explained the situation, and he talked about what the two teams are doing and the process that they're going through to make sure that everybody is safe in in the lightning storm, you know, both the fans and the players. And, you know, again, told us, well, we're hoping to get back out at this time. We're hoping to do that, and this is what the weather tells us right now. So that was nice. Uh, We talked to Wade Miller, uh, and uh, then Randy Ambrosi came by again. We had him on on the pregame show talk and he came by uh and again it's it's and i i I just want to express my gratitude to the the cfl community because everybody knows what you're doing in there right Mm -hmm. and they know you need help and and he came by he didn't necessarily offer himself to go on the air but just to say hey here's where we're at here's what's happening everything going okay and i said yeah you want to throw the headset on and he said sure and he ended up talking to us for a while so len rhodes came over in the second delay and (laughs) talked to us for a while uh we uh we pulled him Sarah Orleski from TSN, who was lucky enough to be working the sidelines. Sar, oh yeah, my her, goodness, her and, hair was a little frizzy yeah. by the time and, uh, that game yeah, was over. She, yeah. talked to, she talked about that a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we got uh, we got Reed Wilkins on the telephone. We of course had Blake Dermott on the telephone as well. Uh, we brought in Kevin Carius for a while on the <laughs> telephone. So yeah, uh, yeah we were just uh, we were, and at one point we had Andrew Gross lined up to be our next call. Like, yeah, really? I was, I, was yeah. I think eighth on I the depth chart. I think that's when the commissioner came in. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to go with the commissioner, right? Yeah, absolutely. So all yeah, of that. What, is- but at one point, at one point, uh, we were we were replaying some interviews. Uh, we, we we replayed the the Tuesday morning quarterback with Mike Riley, and I. Well, that was on. I virtually walked out of our booth into the press box and just started looking at people, going, "Who can I get next? Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> next? I got a I got a text from my son at one point, and he said, "What are you guys doing to fill the uh, airtime?" And I go, "Text him back." talking <laughs> yeah and then he said oh that's too bad tsn through the sports center go, yes well, they did we, yeah we can't we can't, we can't do, that. do that so we're gonna just keep talking so oh, it's man. funny because i texted you within seconds of uh them calling uh the delay i texted you and said dance monkey dance <laughs> uh, but here's a better text uh, from one of our listeners vic texted morley and dave were awesome they did an amazing job bringing people in and everything classic historical moment i was glad to listen i wonder if that's coach vic from twitter as well he's a big eskimos fan too probably yeah it, it was it was one of those nights where you don't kind of you don't really understand it as it's happening uh, but then when you kind of sit back at the end of it and say yeah we put together a pretty good three yeah. hours out of nothing you know you feel, well, you I, feel like you're shuffling the deck chairs on the titanic yeah, a couple but of you know times what I was but then it about just that. happens we, it, like we've certainly had those we've afternoons here right but we're not doing it on location like no. we're doing it with a newsroom next to us yeah and, and you're not doing it for three hours. Yeah, right. buddy. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Fort McMurray Fire comes to mind. Well, but, that was, yeah. yeah. But you know what? We were we were thinking of you, and yes. uh, boy, oh boy, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, someone get him some food. Yeah. Someone get him some coffee. That's the other thing. That, that, that got me. I was pretty hungry because I don't usually eat before games yeah. uh, because I don't like to do the games on a full stomach. So I usually we usually go out to eat after the game. So. You know, that would have been around 11 o'clock. We didn't get off the air till 2 o'clock. I hadn't eaten since lunch. And you know me, I'm a guy who likes food. <laughs> so I was, I was, uh, I was, 
you know, jonesing for a Papa John's pizza. <laughs> well, pizza, somebody, pizza oh, delight would have been Somebody got in the red zone so he could make a delivery, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, I know our guys over on uh, our, our sister station, CGB in Winnipeg, they were doing the same thing. As us, I one time when we were in a commercial break, I walked over and peeked in, and, and Bob Irving, who is more equipped at handling this kind of situation than maybe anyone alive, uh, because he's been doing it for so long and is just a, a master behind the microphone calling football games. He just looked at me and shrugged his shoulders and <laughs> kept talking to his color guy Doug Brown. So it was just one of those nights uh, where we uh, you just had to put it together and just had to keep going. It was a lot of fun and. Uh, the best part for us is it worked out well football-wise, too. And it, I, I can't imagine going away from that situation. Mm, and we've talked about this a lot. If you go back to 2013 and that terrible rain game that the Eskimos played in 12 yep, against yep. Hamilton, yep. we've often said, it's a great memory. It's kind of cool. It was a terrible thing to go through. Can you imagine coming out of that game and not having a win? Exactly. The Eskimos won that game against Hamilton in Guelph, and then they won this one, too. So it's a totally – it, it, it kind of spins it to a good memory because – you had more good things to talk about. You had uh, a better finish for the team you're talking about for, you know, six hours straight. So it was uh, my longest broadcast. I know I did an Oiler playoff game. I think it was in 99 that went three overtime periods <laughs> with uh, the Dallas Stars. But I wasn't on all of the pregame and all of the postgame on those shows. But you know, we signed on at, uh, at 5 o'clock Edmonton time and signed off at uh, 12 17 edmonton time so it was, uh, you've got you've got a sexy story, rasp to your voice the game ended at 12 17 we didn't sign off till one o'clock mm-hmm. edmonton time so it was uh, it was a uh, a long day. I used a lot of words up, I'll tell you that. Morley, you've got this raspy thing happening in your voice yeah. that I actually quite like. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take for my voice to come back, but yeah, <laughs> I noticed that uh, about uh, near the end of the first delay, I said, "Wow, this I'm starting to feel a little raspy here." And it <laughs> it kind of continued on. I know some of the some of the calls later in the game were a little bit raspy too, but yeah, I we talked. Dave and I talked for a long time yesterday, so. Hey, Morley, uh, yeah. I do have one question for you because I kind of missed it um, as far as who was making the calls and how the calls are made um, to delay the game. Uh, the uh, God, I guess, because uh, <laughs> when it, uh, that's the whole thing. Football, football is a sport that plays through everything. I mean, yep. you think yep. about it. They, they played one. through rainstorms. They played through windstorms. They played when it's minus 30. They play when it's plus 30. Uh, they play except for lightning. Once that first lightning strike or the first sign of lightning happened, uh, they just took off. Everybody, uh, Mike O'Shea, uh, when the lightning happened, it was at the end of that play that uh, Mike Riley ran uh, ran for the 10 yards to get the touchdown or to get the first down, and it was a great run. But I thought maybe maybe Mike O'Shea saw something in the play he wanted to challenge because all of a sudden I looked down and he's mm. waving his arms frantically. I'm going, what's he, what's he upset about? And then all the players start to go towards the dressing room and then I saw a big bolt of lightning and I go, okay, that's what he's, he's waving everyone into the dressing room. So yeah, they, they went quickly. They went quickly. And it was, it was kind of neat in the second delay. Uh, all the players were in the dressing room already and the equipment guys and, and some of the ball boys, and that, they were out bringing some equipment back into the dressing room, especially the stuff that would get wet. And they had them in these carts, and they're, they're kind of just walking in the pouring rain because they're already soaked, right? Walking across the field, pushing these carts. Then there was this huge bolt of lightning that just <laughs> lit up the sky, and they just started to run pushing those carts. <laughs> like, uh, when you're in an open field like that, I imagine it, it's, even, it's even a weirder feeling. Uh, we looked to the left and saw lightning. We looked to the right and saw lightning. Uh, we couldn't see all around the stadium because obviously we're in the press box with the overhang and everything. But uh, I'm told that everywhere you looked, 
in Winnipeg last night. Hmm. Uh, there was there was lightning. There was all sorts of storms in the area too. I was listening to CJOB this morning, our sister station here, and they were doing a great job uh, covering the storm in the surrounding southern Manitoba area. They had golf balls as uh, they had uh, hailstones as big as golf balls and as big as baseballs in some areas of Manitoba. So it was a huge storm, and uh, it sounds like Winnipeg kind of got off easy. Hmm. Yeah, and you know what, Morley? This didn't affect the game last night, but there was um, large-scale power outages in Winnipeg as well. And I was checking on that on the news feed and thinking, oh, gosh, I hope it doesn't hit the stadium because that's just one additional thing you guys will have to deal with. How many people were left in the stands by the time the game ended? I would say there's like uh, two or 3,000 maybe. Uh, and the Bombers did a great thing near the... Uh uh, in the middle of the second uh, 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 delay, they, the Bombers sent out a tweet, and it just said, hey, we're going to play football here tonight at some point. If you want to come down and watch, our doors are open. You can come in and watch the rest of the game for free. I don't know who took them up on that offer or how many people did, but I thought that was kind of cool that they put that offer out for people in the area just to come and watch the football game. Uh, and, you know, I, there was about three or 3,000 people, I would say. Yeah. The attendance was just over 24,000 at some hmm. point during the evening. There was about 3,000, I think, left when the game I ended. can't believe, you know what, I saw them leaving, and I and I saw the stands empty, and honestly, I couldn't believe it. The, the game you're talking about two seasons ago where we had a rain delay in Edmonton, mm-hmm. I, I never even left my seat. Like I, yeah. I, And with that particular game last night, I would have wanted to be part of, I would have wanted to be one of the guys who said, yeah, I stayed yeah, until the it. end. Yeah, don't forget, though, don't forget, we're not talking about a rain delay. We're talking about a lightning delay. Yeah. And and if you're sitting in a metal chair, yeah. <laughs> how long does it take for you to figure out, maybe I shouldn't be here? And it's a weeknight, uh, too, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Morley, thank you so much for this great job last night, and uh, we'll see you when you get back to work on Monday. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, uh, I, I got kind of lucky, actually, because... Um, I'm staying to staying in Winnipeg an extra day to visit some family, so I'm going to a family barbecue tonight. Yeah. I feel bad for Dave but to get up for a 10 o'clock flight this morning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's tough for him, but he's, uh, he's already at home. I'm coming home now, now tomorrow. So, yeah, it was, it was a memorable night. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I'm glad everybody was along with us for the ride. Safe travels, Morley. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks, guys. Look forward to it. All righty. It's 2.48. Just a heads up, a number of uh, texts coming in this afternoon saying that there's a crazy hailstorm in Spruce Grove right now, torrential downpour. Uh, so keep us updated on what you're seeing uh, from the Spruce Grove area back in uh, towards the city over the next little while. I just looked at the Environment Canada radar. Yeah, there's quite a little strong cell moving through there right now. And someone says, if this is Edmonton, it could be uh, it could be uh, quite the uh, downpour. So we'll keep you updated as well. It's 2.49 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. How will I know him when I look in my father's eyes? That's a great tune from Eric Clapton. I love me some Clapton. Uh, we're playing, you know, some songs that might sure. remind you of your dad today, if you want to let us know at 6.30, uh, Now, we did get a request, but it's, it's it dropped down in the texting line. Did you see it? I did, and I think okay. I have it already. All right, excellent. Yes. All right, we'll get to it. Uh, hey, you know, it's Friday. We oftentimes, on uh, Friday, when we get a chance, we dip into the big uh, blue folder mm-hmm. of odd stories. Uh, a couple of them I might be able to knock off here in short order. Uh, this one really made me laugh. Uh, there's a 39-year-old woman in Winter Haven. Where, what state do you think this is Pennsylvania? In? No, it's 
Edna, Florida. Oh, so you know this is going to be wacko. Uh, her name is uh, Jessie Lopez, <laughs> and she owns a, a weight loss clinic. Mm. And she billed herself as, this is her name, Dr. Drop It Like It's Hot. <laughs> and uh, what Dr. Drop It Like It's Hot uh, did was she performed minor cosmetic surgery and prescribed weight loss drugs to patients. Uh, but she was busted recently by the DEA mm. and the Florida Department of Health because it turns out... Oh, let me guess. She's not a doctor nah, and yeah. doesn't have a medical license. Because here's my... Not tip, but here's my <laughs> take on this. If you say that your name is doctor drop it like it's hot don't you think somebody's going to check to see if you actually have a medical well, license well no depending on what kind of offers and what prices you're offering some people will look they're like ah. I, I guess but if I you're saying I, that that's your actual yeah. name uh, uh, hi I'm doctor drop, drop it, it like, like it's hot, hot. um Mm. She doesn't have a medical degree. She doesn't even yeah. have a PhD. She doesn't have post-secondary education. Uh, she's facing six counts of unlicensed practice of health care. <laughs> doctor, drop it like it's hot. Boom. <laughs> so, doctor, drop it like it's hot. Uh, just, oh. you know, quickly on the cosmetic surgery front, and I'm yes. curious to know, you know, if you would ever consider any, because apparently there's a the story out today that more and more men yes. are going through it, uh, cosmetic that. surgery, and but a lot specific, of them. The, the men are specific. specific. Yeah. Liposuction yeah. Uh, is a big one, 23%. Tummy yeah. tucks yeah. and breast reductions. Breast reduction. Yeah, well, because guys can get uh, man, man, mm. right? Gyno, gyno must, gynomastia, I think I it's called. I would go for uh, liposuction and uh, hair transplant. Oh, no, hair transplants look bad. I have not seen a good hair transplant. Really? Well, well I guess you might seen, have. I, I didn't know about it. That's right. I've seen some really bad ones, let's put it that way. Hmm. And you just have those plugs and you can just see them sprouting out. No. It's got to it. be better than a comb over. Well, it's better than a comb over, but it's probably not better than just shaving all down to the wood. Uh, it actually looks pretty good. I don't know. I miss my hair. Do you? A little bit, honestly. A lot of men are getting filler injections now, up 99%. Like Botox alone has quadrupled. I don't want any needles. I'm not up for that. Is there needles involved in liposuction? Probably. Oh, well, yeah. They, well, they got to put they, you they, out. They, they, they stick in there, suck it all out. I would re If somebody would give me free liposuction, I will uh, promise to swear off pizzas. Mm, ah, I'm, I'm going to take sure that back that. right now. Just... Don't... Yeah, you didn't hear that. Okay, forget it. Just... Too bad we don't have a dumb button. We should try some of that um, that spray-on hair for you. Yes. I think, it, I think it's like... Um, Paint. It, I think it's exactly <laughs> think it's like paint. paint I think it? it's spray pudding is what it is. It's kind of a little thicker than paint. I think the idea is it adheres to whatever hair happens to yeah. be there and makes it a little thicker. I actually was looking at your picture on your email, your email little yes. avatar, yes. and you had more hair in that picture, or it was just longer. That was, and is that the one with the white? Oh, that one. Yeah, From yeah. The work one. Yeah, you shed more hair. I yeah. don't know if it was just longer. Well, or I had longer hair, but it was coming in gray, so that's, that's why I shaved it down. down because it's blonde underneath all that gray. Yeah, but gray can look really distinguished. Not when you don't have anything. If it's just gray <laughs> sideburns leading up to a bald head, bald head, it's it just doesn't looks like. Do you, ever, old, do you ever think yes? of just taking it right down? I've done it. Didn't like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm just a number three razor or number three, yeah, razor over the head. And but you know the good news is, you don't have to really think too much about that. It's just number three me. And you're done. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.